चरण सरोज रज निज मन मुखर सुधारी बरनो रघुबर बिमल जसु जो दायक फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनु जानिके सुबिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु बोही हर हु कलेश बिकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीसतिहु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धामा अजनि पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महावीर बिक्रम पजरागी कुबति दीवार सुबति के सागी कंचन भरन विराज सुबेसा कानन कुंडल कुचित केशा हाथ बज्र औध्वजा बिराजे काधे बूज जने हू साजे शंकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजग बंदन विद्यावाण गुड़ी अति चातुर राम काज करिबे को आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनिबे को रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरि सिंह दिखावा बिकट रूप धरि लक जरावा भीम रूप धरि असुर सवारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाए सजीवन लखन जियाए श्री रघुबीर हरषि उर लाए रघुपति की दी बहुत बड़ाई तुम प्रिय भरत ही सब भाई सहस बदन तुम रोजस गावे अस कही श्री पति कठ लगावे सन का दिक भ्रमादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जब कुबेर दिक पाल जहाते कभी कौबिद कभी सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीधा राम मिलाय राजपत दीधा तुम रो भद्र विभीषण बाना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु बोत्रिका बैली मुख बाही जल दिलागी गए अचरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुभरे तेते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बिन पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज सभारो आपे तीनो लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे दासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुपत मीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे मन क्रम बचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु सत्य के तुम रखवाले असुर ने कदन राम दुलारे अष्ट से नव निधि के दाता असबर दीन जान की बाता राम रसायन 
तुबरे पास सदा रहो रघुपति के दास तुबरे भजद राब को पावे जडब जडब के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबर पुर जाई जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाई और देवता चित्तन धरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गोसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बधि बहा सुख होई जो यह पढ़े हनु बाद चालीसा होए सिद्ध साखी गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेरा की जय नाथ हृदय बहडेरा पवतने संकट हरण बगल बूरती रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुर भूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय उपति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सतन की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण हनुमान चालीसा इज वेरी असेंशियल हनुमान जी इज एन अवतार ऑफ भक्ति एंड भक्ति इज द कोर एलिमेंट of lord realization do about of scriptures do about of god do about of kriya can reach that divide without bhakti everything becomes so dry isn't it just imagine a relationship without love in the same way we need to love the lord in bhakti is love and hanuman ji represents bhakti so when we start with hanuman chalisa we are telling ourselves that we are setting aside everything that we know we do not know anything all we know is that we are totally in love with you god there is a desire to know you but i do not know how as this is na jap charu na tap charu kuch to pata nahi hai jap hota nahi hai tap hota nahi hai it is the pedants that these sages have done is very difficult for all of us the one pointed focus is impossible because we'll again say that we are householders it is okay to call ourselves householders or grihasts but it should not be used as a derogatory term to tell us that we are unable unable to realize the lord to hanubaji is bhakti and with bhakti anything is possible devotion when one gets devoted to even a task at hand be it serving the ail ill or study or a sport or anything that you undertake be it work be it household work be it office work anything the minute that element of devotion comes in the word impossible gets deleted because the minute you get devoted to your sport you get devoted to your studies you get devoted to your aim you get devoted to your family you get devoted to your office work or your housework why so many examples because we have multiple age groups listening to this session right so whatever you are doing you could be a student you could be a teacher 
you could be a householder you could be the corporate the minute the element of devotion takes over the word impossible gets erased that is the power of devotion which is bhakti and hanuman ji is bhakti personified he is actually bhakti at its grandest it heads we take his day now we were listening to the story of the ikshvakus the suryavansh in which shri ram took avatar later on we talked about the gurus guru vashisht and how vishwamitra over overcame all the hurdles to become vishwamitra then we went on to go down the importance of a lineage yes because it is a cumulative effort and then we talked about raja sagar sagar's father had lost everything and was thrown into the jungle his queen followed and after tapas and old age raja sagar gave up his bottle coils that is his body and he was descending but his queen also wanted to descend with him however the sage again everywhere in shrimad bhagavat mahapurana we realize that a wise person always guides guru vashisht always guides over here the sage guided that no you have a child ape sagar hence you cannot descend to vaikuntha the other queens got jealous she poisoned they poisoned the queen and in spite of the poison in the womb raja sagar was born hence the name sagar the one who survived in the midst of the poison also so beautiful is it the one who survives in the midst of the poison think about it don't we all live in some kind of poison or the other there is so much happening all around us isn't it there is negative there is positive a lot of crimes so many things there are nice people also we cannot negate them but there are so many vicious people gossip mongers nidaks the people who bad mouth others criminals so much of hatred floating around in the air that is poison and if you can retain your goodness retain your beautiful fragrance and keep giving love just like these flowers do you can pluck them you can crush them yet they do not leave their core nature of giving fragrance to even the hands which crush them so if you are able to retain your virtues and your element of kindness even when there is poison around you there are people who hate you there are people who bad about you situations are not conducive yet if that goodness is still able to glow then you are like sagar in the midst of the poison the goodness survived and that is raja sagar it is said that his sons actually dug the oceans hence the name of our oceans is sagar right we say sagar because the sons of sagar have formed all the ocean it is not hard to believe see when we can reclaim land in dubai or in india say in bombay in many countries in the world is it the land reclaimed if we can reclaim land we can make artificial uh, water bodies how why was it so difficult to believe why is it so difficult to believe that sagar sads could have actually carved the oceans the technology they had the power they had was far beyond what we have today we are rediscovering it the problem is these scriptures which are a store age of power have been wrapped in yellow cloth and kept away 
we feel that okay if we were to pray to god we'll just take a window that's not true they are many have been burnt already not many are left but whatever are left also have so much of knowledge and information flying saucers going to heavens and other planets was like a very noble thing and this is an armanvadar there are various manvadars right so the katha we are reading right now is of armanvadar hence again i keep telling you don't get confused when in another grad or in another version there is a different twist to the story it could be taken from an other manvadar and we have discussed manvadars yogs kalps right in the i think it's sarga when we were talking about sarga i think that was book 3 kindly refer to those sessions which are there on the podcast if you want to know about how creation happened and what are manvadars what is the division of time so right now we are referring to our manvadar so in our manvadar they formed the oceans it is possible they had the technology so let's not debate and say it is ridiculous it is not the oceans are deep right so the sons of sagar had the depth had a deep kind heart and then we went on to say how the ashwa of the yagna got stolen what is ashwa nowadays i i really feel it's derogatory for the animals if we say animal tendency because many a times the animals are more human than we are <laughs> probably in those times that was not the case but that is the reality right now humans have become the most vicious unfortunately so saying animal tendency is derogatory because the animals are not as bad as we are they know what loyalty is they know what love is so it is okay so ashwamedh yagna so the last horse there were 100 horses which had to be sacrificed now take it to a different level it is not an animal sacrifice it is not the sacrifice of a horse it is the sacrifice of all the vices over here raja sagar had to sacrifice his last vice right and that is when indra gets agitated now many people ask what is indra indra is our indriyas in heaven indra is a designation also and there is a limited span like uh, in our ministries we have a limited span for the prime minister is it at 5 years 10 years depending on which country is in heavens also there is a limited span in which that position is assigned so after that when there is a person who is able to elevate beyond the level of indra he is promoted to that position and indra is sent back depending because from heaven there is no way up we have to understand from heaven we have to come back down only why because in heaven we live off our earnings there is no new earning which is happening there is accumulation of good deeds or punya which we are living off and once that is done and over with you are sent back to earth and again depending on your karmas you will take birth in different different yogis there are many sects that believe that a human can be born only in the human body right a human will be born as a human a plant will be born as a plant a chimpanzee will be born as a chimpanzee a dog will be born as a dog however in our shastras this is not the case we do not consider our atman or our inner being as a seed it is a bundle of energy an energy can manifest itself in any form right and that is the beauty of our shastras such flexibility in our scriptures so depending on your karma even if you have ascended to heavens you'll have to come down that is why the sages always say my journey is not to heaven because i reach the heaven i'll have to come back and again i'll be again i'll have to be in the cycle of birth and death so my journey is beyond now what is the beyond again there are various lokas bhubhaswa and after that also there are some lokas sub five lokas right which are there and the highest is brahmalok beyond that also there is lok so our creation is not limited to our universe 
right? It is not limited to one universe. There are very, very, there are plenty of universes, multiverses. And beyond these multiverses, there is an existence also. And beyond that also, there is something. Let's not get carried away. But this is creation. We have to think beyond the small well that we have trapped ourselves in. And that is how we have started analyzing everything. That is the irony. We think that the five senses are the only modes to understand the Lord. But that is not true. Because the Lord cannot be captured by these five senses. The joys of the other lokas are not like the mundane material joys. And the senses, the, the tools needed to realize and see those joys are also very different. It is not the way we consider sensuous pleasures in this world. It is not the same till heaven. It is. It is just a different form of sensuous pleasure. But beyond that, what is needed is beyond what we have. We will understand because we are taking this because Anshuman is going to explain it. So now the Ashwa got stolen. Indra hid the Ashwa behind Kapil Dev. Kapil Dev is an avatar of Narayan. We have studied and read about him in great detail in Srimad Bhagavad Mahapurana. So again, and Kapil Dev never burned them. It is our sins that burn us. And not only our sins, over here, Sagar's children, the 60,000 sons of Sagar, were not burnt because of their sins, but because of their virtues. Yes, when we become virtuous, there is a different kind of arrogance that comes in us. I am good, I am kind, I am generous, I give, I love, I care. That is arrogance. Till I am doing and I am caring and I am giving, that I is there, right? And that I is ego. And ego can be a good ego or a bad ego. Either ways, it is not acceptable. So they were the sons of Subhati. Subhati, again, we talked about is good thought, right? And good thoughts. I am full of good thoughts. I never have a negative thought in my mind. Ego. Till there is I. There is ego. So, with that kind of an arrogance, they approached Kapil Bodhi. And when they were in the company of the sage, what happened? Nothing happened. Their ego got destroyed. That is what they are saying. So, 60,000 sons of Sagar were burnt to ashes, not by Kapil Bodhi, not by his anger. Sages don't get angry. Just by his company, when in the company of good, when in the company of divine, no kind of ego can sustain. They got burnt. Now, there was a great commotion. Raja Sagar had to complete his yagna, right? He had to complete that last Ashwamedh yagna. And so now, we talked about his son, Aspanjas. He was in the jungles. So who was summoned? Adshuban was summoned. Adshuban was the child of Asmanjas, who was born by Keshini, his other wife. And he was summoned and he was asked to go and find out where his 60,000 uncles are and where is the Ashwa, the horse, which is needed for the Yagna. So Adshuban said, no worries, I will go. Ajubad's name is a ray of light. He is wisdom personified. When he treaded those paths, he was very, very humble. He kept his hands joined. He did not disturb, like his uncle had done, the decorum of everything around him. There was no loud noise or no loud halagula because of his path. He was silently 
continuing with his journey to fight that ashwa so in the process whoever he met he would join his aunts and ask have you seen my uncles have you seen the horse he would go to the ocean join his aunts and ask have you seen my uncle have you seen the horses he would go to the heavens he went to the terrains he went to the mountains he went to the deserts he went everywhere but not once did he disturb the existing balance silently quietly you very humble humbly he went on his path to seek what the ashwa and his uncles and bed that kind of humility that kind of connection with the universe that kind of oneness with your environment where your being does not disturb anything around you more so it just uplifts everything that touches you is what is needed to reach narayan is it to reach a guru nothing has to be changed no setting around us has to be changed we can stay wherever we are we can continue doing whatever we are doing we can be again a student an athlete a dancer a mother a corporate house or a housewife whatever we are we do not need to change anything around us we do not need to disturb the balance of the people who exist around us however calmly within ourselves humbly with love we can nurture everything around us and the self and that is where the universe helps and that is what happened to anshuman the universe helped him achieve his goal the universe took him to kapil dev and in front of kapil dev he also saw the same thing he saw a mountain of ashes he saw kapil dev sitting in his samadhi he also saw the ashwa that is the horse which was needed for the sacrifice behind kapil dev but his reaction to the entire situation was different from his uncles and that is what we have in our control of how we react to a situation and that is what makes a leader and a follower that is what makes a champion and a loser that is what makes the difference how we react to a given situation yes and this is what this grad tells us time and again stop reacting become calm look at the situation don't judge don't lose your calm be composed in any situation let not panic take over let not judgment take over sit there calmly and now achubert looked around and what did he do because he himself is pure he himself is calm he himself is not agitated he could see the divinity in kapil dev he could see that the saint sitting in front is a tapasvi his narayan himself now why did his uncle see the same thing maybe they were too full of themselves we have to be empty to accomplish anything in life we cannot be too full of ourselves the minute we are full we are dead we are we stagnate and we start sticking remember that probably the uncles were too full of their goodness analyze the situation think about it this is what our scriptures want us to do think what is the depth behind every story so achubat over here approached with a empty heart very pure heart he approached and he said kapil dev you are sakshat radarayan it is so difficult to understand your ways 
but people who have done tapasya for years and years who have done extreme penance who have actually followed all the yabs and niyabs and the sayabs have not been able to understand your god that be a mere youngster now he has mentioned clearly i am just a child i am a youngster how then can i understand you nobody who has who is still in the clutches of maya who is still in the clutches of rajas tabas or sattva can understand you because you are beyond rajas tabas and sattva you are beyond this even the most sattvic cannot understand you because you are not bound by the elements of this world right when we learned about creation we realized that the entire creation is made of three mool elements those are rajas tabas and sattva so is when the lord is beyond this he is gunatit he is no good he is beyond rajas tabas and sattva that how can we use these elements how can we use these senses how can we use what we have right now to ab- to be able to understand you this intellect this by this chit this ahankar everything is but in the clutches of maya you are beyond maya to understand you we also have to move beyond maya which is very difficult i am just a youngster i am not i have not even stepped on this path so how can i claim to understand your ways and the way he puts is puts it is very beautiful let's read it uh, kindly make notes over here because what i am reading out from the shrimad bhagavat mahapurana is very essential even brahma who is not born like us now brahma ji was not born like us how was he created today when we are going to uh, do the story of uh, kushpanda we are going to see how brahma ji was created so he was created right he came from the lotus which came out of the nabhi that is the belly button of vishnu ji again the story of the entire creation has been done you can refer to the sessions behind even brahma who is not born like us is unable even to this day to perceive directly through samadhi that is abstract meditation of self absorption or even to comprehend through reasoning of various kinds you who are higher than his own self okay now let's take brahma ji the creator of our universe right he was not created like us he is one of the three murtis brahma vishnu mahesh yet he is unable to understand you no matter what he does point 1 who is saying this ajuba this pray <coughs> right now and he say he got this how then could other living beings belonging to various species such as gods men and subhuman creatures evolved severely by his mind body intellect the product of sattva rajas and tabas much less we youngsters altogether devoid of light of wisdom perceive or know you jab brahma ji aapko nahi jaan paaye right then the gods devas right and the other creatures and humans and more so a youngster like me who has no clue about what this path is can understand you right now ajshuban is talking to narayan then he says they who are identified with a body are consequently dominated by the three gunas whose intellect is bewildered by your maya and whose light of wisdom illuminates only the object of senses which are external to the mind 
perceive only such objects of senses during the waking, dreaming and sleeping state. You know, so there is a total lack of knowledge in these cases. During the deep sleep state, we don't even know, right? But waking, there are four states, right? We'll talk about it later. So he's saying, basically he's saying that we look at the world, we analyze the world based on our senses, right? We can touch, feel. This is what we know. Sattva, Rajas, Tavas, touch, feel, you know, hear, whatever we have, we, that is how it is for us. And that is not only us, even the sages, even the gods, everybody for that matter, who is still a part of Maya. They cannot understand you because you are beyond Maya. To know an apple, this is an apple, you should know what an apple is, right? You should have seen an apple. Suppose you have not seen something, would you be able to identify as to what it is? No. So Anshuman is saying, Bhai, this is beyond me. It is very difficult for me. I am just a mere youngster. He is what? He is the child of Asmanjas. He probably is a teenager. And then he says, where was we? Yeah. They, however, are unable to realize you who transcend the three gunas even though you ever dwell with them. Now he is taking it a notch higher. Even the people who transcend the three gunas. They are also not able to realize you. What do we do? Such that you are. How can I, an ignorant, even investigate you who are knowledge personified and hence incapable of being known are only fit to be contemplated upon by sages? Who have by their very birth. Now, Sanadan, we'll do the story about him next class. But over here, so he's mentioning another sage who is fit for all this. So what he's saying is, oh Lord, therefore, therefore, let us simply bow to you. The most ancient person on whom, in whom the aforesaid attributes of Maya Prakriti, action prompted by them as well as bodies engendered by such actions are altogether absent. He's saying, so when he has given three types, even Brahma does not know you, the gods, men and other creatures can't know you, even the sages, very few know you, even the people who, even the sages who have moved beyond Sattva, Rajas and Tamas cannot know you, right? Then, who am I, a mere youngster, to investigate you? We want to know God through knowledge, through Kriya. We, we feel, you know, by using this instrument, we will be able to know the one who is unknowable. We can't know him. Bade bade sages aaye chale gaye. But they could not. If he was realizable, if he, we could know him, he, we, if we could capture him, he would not be infinite anymore, right? He is one that cannot be known. So what do we do then? Now, Anshuman is giving us a solution also. He is telling nobody knows you. Nobody can know you. Even Brahma has failed. It is not possible even from Brahmaji. It is not possible for the gods. It is not possible for the humans. It is not for possible for the creatures. It is not possible for most sages also. And if they claim, they are probably not telling us the truth. Prabhu ka paar nahi hai. Hum uska paar nahi sakte. So what is Anshubat saying? So, oh, let us therefore simply bow to you. Because all these things through which we analyze, assess, investigate, are not present in you. You are beyond this. So simply I bow to you. <laughs> you must be thinking, right? After nine books, we thought we will know. And now, when we are almost going to approach Krishna Leela, you're telling us we cannot know. Now, Anshuman, Shukhdev Ji, 
is telling that we cannot do. Strange, isn't it? Telling us we don't do. We cannot do. They keep doing this to us again and again. Many times they have told us, right? After every book, during every uh, end of the, every book, they tell us, you cannot do. Just bow down to him. But we are also very hatile, uh, we are also very jiddi, we are also very, kya bolte? I'm forgetting the English word somehow. We are also very stubborn. We want to know. They keep telling us you cannot know. We want to know. They keep telling us don't try to know, just bow down. Now, he says, uh, where are we? Okay. Oh Lord, let us therefore bow to you. Yet who by your own independent will, now he is describing the Lord, you by your own independent will assumed a divine form in order to teach wisdom to your devotee. Now he is addressing to Kapil Dev. The entire scenario is where Anshuman has reached the place where his uncles are lying in ashes. Kapil Dev is sitting in Samadhi. Behind there, the Ashwamed young the horse, horse is there. Horse. <laughs> horse is there. Okay. So he says, who have by your own independent will assumed a divine form in order to teach wisdom to your devotees. That was the Kapil Avatar, right? He had come down for that. In this world, evolved by your Maya, people revolve, revolve, are born again and again in the midst of houses and other objects of senses, taking them to be real, the intellect being deluded by lust, greed, jealousy and infatuation. Today, O oh Lord, the very self of all created beings, by your sight alone, the strong cord of all ignorance in the shape of identification with the body and so on, the root of all cravings for sensuous enjoyments, well, as well as of actions prompted by such cravings and the indriyas, the instruments of such actions, have been cut. So what does he say? By mere sight of you, O Lord, what jap, tap, yab, diab cannot do, mere surrender can do. This is something worth noting. He is saying, by the mere sight of you, O Lord, by the mere sight of Kapiladev, he is saying, now I am free from the shackles of birth and death. I am free from the desire to enjoy this material world. I am free from all cravings. Would it be amazing to be free of all cravings? Would our problems end there when there is no want anymore? Think about it. When all our cravings end. When there is no desire left. In a way, we feel that when there will be no desire, there will be no craving, when, then we won't be able to perform, right? Because if you don't want, how will you perform? That is very foolish to think like that. When you don't crave, when you don't want, you don't waste energy anymore. You have a task in head, at hand and you have to complete it. And when the task at hand is there, and you stop worrying about how will people think, how will they judge, what will happen, how, how, how will be the result. All these dissipate energy, right? When you're craving, when you do, when you have totally surrendered to the Lord and you know He is acting through you, firstly, you will act like Him. It will be He working through you. So for you to fail will be impossible. Your power will be enormous. Your goals will be right next to you. It would be impossible to take your goal away from you. Because at that time, you have accepted the divine to be the entire doer and knower. And when somebody else is the doer, why worry about the results? Just act. So that is the dynamism we see in the sages like recent sages. Let's name the recent sages like Gurudev or Vivekananji, or uh, Yoganandji, this is the dynamic nature. The dynamic nature, the 
the characteristics that we see in them are not theirs they are working for the lord and the lord is working through them because they have freed themselves of the shackles of maya but how do you free yourself from the shackles of maya it's like catch 22 is it just bow to the lord surrender to the lord remember no amount of knowledge can ever explain what that divide is the sooner we accept it the sooner we understand it the better it is for us and that is what ajshuman a youngster a mere teenager probably was taken the responsibility because nobody else was there his father was gone to do tapas his grandfather desperately needed the horse he has taken the responsibility to get back the horse and when he says such things kapilabudi actually wakes up he looks at ajshuman with lot of love and he says that your grandfather the emperor baby you can take the sacrifice special horse which is not taken by me which was put behind me by indra your uncles were not burnt by me they were burnt because of their own karmas nobody causes pain to us it is our own deeds that cause pain to us we might be saying that we are so good yet only bad things happen to us we are so good in what sense ek to Firstly in this birth also we do not know what is the definition of good unfortunately forgive me for saying that we goodness is beyond what we even understand what goodness is our scriptures time and again yell and tell us what are the normal things what are the normal tendencies of a human what is a good human we do not know what a good human is even then if you feel that okay i know what a good human is i am a good human okay koi baat nahi just by saying that i did not hurt anybody does not make you a good human we as humans are not supposed to hurt anybody any which ways in thought word and deed thought word and deed thought word and deed are we good humans there nobody can claim to have not harmed anybody or hurt anybody in thought word and deed anybody that does not mean only the human race it means the plants it means the animals it means the ants it means the roaches so if you say i have always been good the problem is we think that humans are the only essential and important form of creation you know that is not true so that way also the goodness of ours fails and what we have done in our previous births do we know we don't so crying foul saying that i am good is also a big ego over there we have failed the minute we say i am good yet bad is happening to me bhai the minute you say i am good you are not saral right because a person who is truly good does not even know that he is good that is called saraltha and saraltha is one of the things which is essential in god realization and many a times we have talked about saralta also saralta there is no word in the english dictionary to substitute the word saral so over here ajshubad is standing there he says kapil dev is saying that these are the horse this is the horse please take it these are your uncles uh they have been burnt by their own karbas and uh to again he gives a remedy also to redeem them what you need is ganga water the minute the holy river ganga touches them they will be redeemed they will be able to realize their divine self and descend from the earth to the other lokas so ajshubad looked Ashwamedh took leave of Kapil Dev. He took the Ashwa back. He gave it to Raja Sagar. The minute Raja Sagar was able to complete the last yagda, last yagda, that is the Ashwamedh yagda, he was free now, because he had given up all cravings again. Cravings, the word craving is being used again and again. He had given up all cravings and had thrown away. all identifications with the body 
So he said he has reached the highest goal where you have no cravings, you have no trishta, no desires. You have given identification with this body, which is very difficult, right? Because we say, I am the body. You are not the body, you are not the mind, you are not your thoughts. What are you? You are that. So he was able to give if give up all the cravings, all the words. He was giving, able to give up identification with the body. The minute you give up identification with the body, you are able to give up identification and you are able to give up attachment with the relations you have with this body. You're free. Because every relation is with the body, right? My relation with my daughter is because of this body. She is the daughter of this body. The minute one is able to free oneself and realize that I am not the body, then where are the relations left then? Everything becomes divine. Everything becomes the same. Everything becomes Satchitana Saru. So the minute the last Ashwaya made the Yagna, he was able to defeat Indra. Indra is what? The Indriyas. He was able to defeat Indra. He was able to give up all his cravings. He was able to control. He was able to just sublimate. He was able to reach the divine. He was free. And then he said, he gave the kingdom to Anshuman. And he went away. See, all our kings, all through our Shastra, there are four ashrams that are followed. Brahmachari ashram, Grihastha ashram, Manaprast ashram, Sanyas ashram. Now over here, Raja Sagar has entered the next ashram, that is the Vadaprast ashram. Vadaprast ashram is that ashram which prepares you for the Sanyas ashram. Now the problem with all of us is, we don't lead the Brahmachari ashram properly. We do not know what are what is the decorum of the Grihast ashram. And we never want to go to the next phase which is the Vadaprast ashram. Sanyas to bahut dur ki baat. Even the sanyasis today do a lot of sagre. They accumulate, which they are not supposed to. A sanyasi cannot have an ashram. A sanyasi cannot have wealth. A sanyasi cannot have things. This is something worth thinking about. So, as a brahmachari, what is the decorum? Brahmacharis are who? They are the students. They are the children. Till they get married, they are in the Brahmachari Ashram. There is a strong decorum which has to be followed in the Brahmachari Ashram. Before, in the Brahmachari Ashram, they were said to Gurukuls, be it Raja Ram or be it Sri Krishna, they would live in the Gurukul, follow the same decorum. They did not have thousand and one things to play with. They would sweep the floor. A Krishna would be there with Sudhava. It did not matter where you came for. You wore the same simple clothes. You ate the same simple food. You did all the chores to help the Guru and you gained knowledge. Mind you, knowledge is very difficult to gain when we have so many distractions about around us. Children today, I want this, I want that. I want to play, I want to watch PS4, I want to go out for a movie. Distraction, distraction, distraction. They are unable to use your potential. They are not able to use their potential because they are so distracted with fulfilling their wants. This is not what Brahmachari Ashram teaches us. Brahmachari Ashram is the ashram where meager, very little necessary things should be there with you. And that is the time because... Right now, in the Brahmachari Ashram, the intellect, the brain, the power is immense. This is where we can take a leap. We can learn the maximum. And we are dissipating and we are wasting this phase of our life by getting distracted and enjoying. In Brahmachari Ashram, there is a different kind of enjoyment. Now, enjoyment's definition also I do not want to get into because suppose... Enjoyment is very subjective. What you call enjoyment could be different from what I call enjoyment, right? And it is very subjective. So this ashram is for tapas. This ashram is for gaining knowledge. This ashram is for learning shastras. This ashram is for sacrifice. This ashram is for living simply, which we have totally ruined. So the Brahmachari ashram is destroyed. 
Grihastha Ashram, we continue with the Brahmachari Ashram, we fulfill our wants, we take care about, we are just, our family is me, my, my children, max to max, my parents, that also does not happen nowadays. And that is it. If I am able to give some brownie points, I get some brownie points here and there by doing some meager charities, I am done. I am a good person. Grihasths do not even know their responsibility. They don't realize that they are responsible for the Vanaprasthis, they are responsible for the Sanyasis, they are responsible for the Brahmacharis, they are responsible for the animals, they are responsible for the plants, they are responsible for everything around them because nobody other than them can earn. So Grihasths have lost their decorum. When the Grihasths who are nurturing the Brahmacharis don't know their decorum, how will they pass the same decorum to the brahmacharis. So, and beyond that, nobody moves. Nobody wants to become a vanaprasthi. Sanyas to bhaut dur ki baat ho jati. So, but in our shastras, they follow the four ashrams. Let's get back to where I was. There are four ashrams. Brahmachari ashram, Grihast ashram, vanaprast ashram, Sanyas ashram. Over here, Sagar said, I have enough. I have had enough. Kingdom, he was the Samrat, he was the owner of the entire world. Okay, He was the king who had everything and more. There was nothing that he did not have. And like, it was just like dropping a pin. He gave it away. He said, I don't want this anymore. I am going. And he left for the Vanaprastashram, handed everything over to Anshuman. For us to give up, give up our meager belongings is also so difficult. Isn't it? But he was able to give up the rule of the entire world. What did he not have? What did he not have? He was able to give up everything and leave. Aisa kya hua? Aisa kya tha? What was there that these kings, these sages, Vishwamitra could give up the glories, the money, the material pleasures in a blink of an eye and move on. We need to get compelled to think. If these scriptures are not making us think, then what is the point of listening to these stories? Listen and think. Ponder again and again. Wonder, what is it that they are trying to show us? Am I missing out on something? The frog in the well, he thinks the well is the entire world. He does not even believe that there is something beyond it. Unfortunately, that is what has happened to us. Wrong conditioning. This is the session today. We'll continue with the story. In the next class, this is the beautiful story. In the next session, we'll see how Gagaba descends. And what is Gaga? Gaga is pure, true, divine wisdom, divine knowledge. And to get that divine wisdom and divine knowledge is definitely not an easy task. How Anshuman is able to accomplish it? Or is he not able to accomplish it? We will see in the next session. Jai Shri Krishna. Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari He Nath Narayan Vasudeva Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari He Nath Narayan Vasudeva Shri Krishna Govinda Re Murari He Nath Narayan Vasudeva He Nath Narayan Vasudeva He Nath Narayan Vasudeva Om Namo Bhagvate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 
वासुदेवाय वासुदेवाय राब लक्ष्मण जाद की जय बोलो हरुबाद की राब लक्ष्मण जाद की जय बोलो हरुबाद की राब लक्ष्मण जाद की अब जय बोलो हरुबाद की बोलो बजरंग बली की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय हनुमान जय हनुमान जय हनुमान